0: singing God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. There's the idea that any works that you do is of the flesh. Not that works that accompany faith, but works of the flesh. The doctrine that faith plus nothing equals salvation is a lie. Faith without works is dead being alone. Do we believe God? And that believing the Lord Jesus Christ, we're saved through believing. But believing, that belief is a stale. It's stated. It's not transited. In other words, it is nothing that we do but Christ through us. He has dealt to everyone the measure of faith. He has given us of his spirit. He is the way, the truth, and the life. What do we do to get this faith? Nothing except that we repent and that free gift of God is given to us. But now becoming the servants where we were servants of sin, now we become servants of God. And it's very important. Do you literally give a mental intellectual consent that Jesus is the Lord with your mind or do you have to believe with your heart that is in the spirit? We see in Romans 2, 28 and 29, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, the natural Jew. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly. Now, is that the mind? Is an intellectual volition, a will of the mind of that person, of the soul? Or is it the heart and the spirit? Well, it says he is a Jew that is one inwardly circumcision of the heart and the spirit whose praise is not of man, but of God. Well, it's in the spirit that man must believe. But how do you know what's in your spirit? That's your heart. But the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? And God tryeth the reins of the heart. So it is by faith that we are saved by grace through faith. But that faith requires works that accompany salvation for Jesus is that light. And if we say we walk in the light and hate our brother, then we are still in darkness, even though we confess that we're in the light. Therefore he that hates his brother whom he has seen, how can he say he loves God whom he has not seen? So it's with the heart, man believeth unto salvation. With the mouth, confession is made, but the heart believes. The heart is in the spirit, not the mind, not the intellect of a man. A person says, well, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. Well, that's not how he comes into your spirit. There's only one way that we, in obedience to God, transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And that's through obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. For the Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. Obedience is required that we receive the Holy Ghost. Well, who gave us the Holy Ghost? It's a free gift of God. Well, where did we get the faith? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. We cannot say that we did anything for the faith. For the whole mystery of godliness, the God life, 1 Timothy 3.16, godliness is the god and there's a mystery to it. We know that mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory, yes. But without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, Paul said. For God was manifest in the flesh. It's all what God did in his righteousness, in his humiliation, that fulfilled the law, being tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, and become our propitiation, dying in our stead. And by doing that, fulfilled the law, broke down the enmity thereby between God and all mankind, because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, because of Adam and Adam all died. So we must be born again. But that's made the way, the truth, and the life by our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you become born again? By asking Jesus to come into your heart? No. How do you have the heart circumcised? Do you say, Jesus circumcised my heart? No. It's through obedience. We have to be born of the water and the Spirit. And then, by doing so, because God was manifest in the flesh, he was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached into the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and received up in the glory. The whole way for man in his fallen state to go and take on and be partaker of God's nature in holiness was prepared and is prepared by the Lord Jesus Christ alone. No one can say, that he has done anything for salvation. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved, but their works that accompany salvation. And that is he that was a servant to sin have now become the servants of God unto righteousness. Now, grace does not reign alone. Grace, they say is an unmerited favor of God. It is. But grace is more than that. Grace is the effectual working of the Holy Ghost, Christ in you. And it's effectual working in your spirit, in your heart. And then through your will and volition and obedience to it, then yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness unto holiness. We see that in Romans five. And uh, We see that by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, so also the free gift is of one. And then he said, where sin reigned by death, now grace reigns. You're either under the law, and which brings forth death, administration of death, or you're under grace. But grace reigns through righteousness. And righteousness is the work Jesus did in and of himself alone. God, who formed himself a body of flesh and blood, came into this world. Emmanuel, God with us, died, taking the ordinance of the law, nailing it to his cross, and thereby breaking down the metal wall of partition that parted God from man, thereby making peace god himself we perceive the love of god because he laid down his life for us first john three sixteen. therefore we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren so we have to walk as jesus walked well if christ is in you and you're obeying that spirit jesus in you then you will walk as he walked while he was in the world he was the light of the world now he said now you are the light of the world. Paul goes on in the book of Romans and tells us, now we have the Holy Ghost, wonderful, praise God, but it has to be obeyed. And people say, well, no, you just get money now, you're saved, sanctified, you're on the way to heaven, you're going to slip in to holiness without obedience. It's just something that's going to be automatic. No, it's not. The reason you pray it's align your will up with the will of the Spirit and destroy the works of the flesh. It's through your obedience that you even have revelation that I have the revelation of Jesus. It's through our obe- obedience that we grow up into Him. And those that obey Him, obey the Lord Jesus Christ, keep His commandments, which are not grievous for the saving of the soul. If you'll take a look at Romans 2. And just simply reading. And uh, it says that God is the one. The goodness of God is what leads us to repentance. No man does it. It's God that leads us. No man cometh to Jesus except the Father drawing. The Spirit of the Lord himself drawing us to repentance. Now, Godly saw our work of repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. And we see in Romans 2, Verse 5, but after the hardness and impenitent heart treasureth up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his faith? No, according to his works, because faith without works is dead, being alone. He's going to render every man according to his works. Therefore, Paul goes on and says to them who by patient continuance and well-doing, now we want to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter them to the joy of the Lord. But we also see in that constitution of the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that Jesus gives us a commandment therein in uh, Matthew 5, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Well, do we have the means to do that? Of course we do. Christ in us is greater than he that's in the world. We can overcome all through him, in him and by him. Then Jesus says a very profound statement in Matthew 7 Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. What? How I thought we had faith, were once saved, always saved. How can this be? Well, Jesus said, no, not all. That's saying to me, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. They are the little children. They're born again, and they've grown from babies to little children. They've known the Father. They call him Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty. Yet they didn't grow up in obedience Walking in the light as he's in the light. And that is so essential for blood flow. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. There's a condition. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, obeying present truth, obeying the flowing word of God, the proceeding word of God, by which every man shall live thereby. It's not something that you say, well, fine, I have repented, I've asked Jesus to come into my heart, and I'm saved forever. No. We have to obey him. We have to be born of the water and the spirit. And that is the only way to have the heart, the spirit of man, circumcised, to have the body of the sins of the flesh cut off, circumcised, is only by baptism, which the world tells us, oh, no, uh -uh." uh-uh. That circumcision, the baptism, doesn't do anything. It's just uh, another work of grace, but it's not necessary for salvation. Oh, yes, it is. And we've missed that mark. We've missed that truth. And without being born again, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In John 3, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, calling him rabbi, our great teacher of God. Jesus said something to Nicodemus, Nicodemus. You must be born again. Born again, Nicodemus. That how is a man that is old enter the second time into his mother's womb? How can you go back and do that? Well, Jesus said, That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. I'm speaking spiritual things to you. Except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water? Somebody said, well, that's a washing water of the word. Well, it's true, there is a washing water of the word. But it is water baptism. And we're buried with Jesus in his death by baptism, Romans 6, 1 through 4. So the only way to have the heart, the spirit, circumcised, cut off the body of the sins of the flesh is not with our intellect, not with saying it with our mouth. It's through obedience and being born again of the water and the spirit. And we are given that without any shadow of a doubt by Peter who had the keys to the kingdom. In Matthew 16, when Jesus asked, who do men say that I the son of man am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But then Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Peter, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Son of the living God that is God, which is the Father, manifest in flesh. You're that mystery that God would be revealed in the world. Emmanuel, God with us. That Isaiah 7, 14 promise, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son called his name, Emmanuel god with us not god junior with us not the son of god with us but god with us jesus said you've seen me you've seen the father there it is the father revealed in a body of flesh and blood literally declared by jesus christ because he is the father revealed the son of god is the office of the father revealed the father alone in that office is the invisible spirit of god It is omnipresent everywhere. It's omniscient. It's all-knowing. It is omnipotent, almighty, but it's invisible. You can't see him. It's spirit, but the spirit made manifest. The revealed name of the Father of glory is Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. You can see, touch, and handle the word of life made manifest as a will, God with us. And that is not an intellectual exercise. It is the heart being circumcised in obedience by baptism. It's born of the water. And we see that not only in Romans uh, six one through four. What know you not? As many as were baptized, baptized in water, were baptized into Christ's death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead, so also you'll be raised to the newness of life. What happened? That the body, the sins of the flesh might be destroyed, Romans 6, 4. You didn't do that by saying, Jesus, coming into my heart. You didn't do that by saying a sinner's prayer. It's Jesus that draws us to salvation. But we have to obey and that we find in Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. You're complete in him and have need of nothing else in whom you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. How? Colossians two twelve. by baptism. There is no other way. But we're told you just simply ask Jesus to come into your heart and you're saved. No, you're not. It's Godly sword that work of repentance Repentance unto salvation, but repentance is not salvation being alone. Therefore, we must be born of the water and the spirit. And Peter, who had the keys of the kingdom, said, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, Simon bar Jonah, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee. This is not some fleshly thing that you got out of seminary or some Bible college. This you receive from my Father, which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. That's the whole foundation. It is a revelation of Christ. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you should bind upon earth, bound upon earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose upon the earth will be loosed in heaven. He has the keys. Therefore, on the day of Pentecost, in that season of Pentecost, Then Peter will be the one that preaches because he has the keys to the kingdom. And the 11 standing up with him, when they were pricked in their heart, they said, men and brother, what must we do? Repent and be baptized. Repent, not that and you're saved, repent and be baptized. We're going to have to circumcise your heart, not by saying Jesus coming to my heart, not by saying a sinner's prayer. That's not salvation. The heart, the spirit of man has to be circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, <clears throat> which is the circumcision of Christ. So he we said, well, that's not faith. Yes, it is. Colossians 2, 10 through 12 said, this is by faith in the operation of God that raised him from the dead. Faith in the operation of God. God has an operation? Yes, God takes a spiritual scaffold out and cuts off the foreskin of the heart. It's a spiritual operation of the circumcision made without hands, showing us that it's definitely spiritual. And he cuts off the foreskin of our heart, the body of the sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism. Not by saying Jesus come into my heart, not by saying the sinner's prayer. That didn't do anything because it's born of the water. You buried with Jesus in baptism. And that is uh, through faith in the operation of God. How did God do it? He takes a spiritual scaffold, cuts off the foreskin of the heart. The body, the sins of the flesh is then destroyed by baptism. There's no other way. Well, it's not by an intellectual consent or something that I said or did. It's by literally being uh, in obedience by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And when that happens, the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed, cut off through the operation of God by faith in baptism. Now I'm born of the water. Well, then you still have to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You're born of the water and the spirit. Well, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's born of the water for the remission of your sins. Your sins are now remitted, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now you're born of the spirit for the promises unto you, to your children, to many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call it's where he put it in operation for the church acts 238 and it's still in effect today as many as are called of God well notice he says in, Re- in Romans 2 that most will say in the book of Romans it doesn't say that it just says justification by faith well it's true but faith what faith in the operation of God and that is by being born again circumcision of the flesh by baptism and he goes on paul explaining this says that through them by who by patient continuance in well-doing we want to hear well done thy good and faithful servant we don't want to hear depart from me you workers of iniquity i never knew you even though they called him lord lord even though they were born again even though they were little children that had grown from babies to little children and knew that Jesus is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. They've known the Father, yet they will not be able to enter in. Now, why do you say this? Because straight to the gate, narrow the way that leadeth the life, do there be that find it. It's simply that through obedience that the Holy Ghost has given to us, to them that obey him. So the more that we obey, the more we grow in grace, if grace was just an unmerited favor of God, you couldn't grow in it. It would just be there. But through your obedience, growing in the different stages of growth and glory, are able to overcome from babies to little children to young men to fathers, full grown, weaned from the milk in a full age. Those by well-doing, they seek for glory and honor and immortality. They seek it. Eternal life have to be sought. I thought it was automatic. No, you seek for that. You set your affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. Set your affections on the things. Those are things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. How do you grow in that? Through obedience. Faith without works is dead. And we'll see in Romans 6 to whomsoever. You yield your members, your flesh, as servants to obey, even though you have the Holy Ghost, whether of sin unto death, him or the servants to whom you obey. It's through the obedience that you will either make heaven or or wind up in hell as a transgressor, for hell was never made for you. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But we'll go there as a trespasser because we didn't obey. So, Paul said it's this way. This grace reigns through righteousness, and that righteousness has already been paid for. You receive the Holy Ghost. It's a free gift of God. You receive that faith that was given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. We didn't do anything to get it. But then, do we have to obey it? Of course we did. And there's a doctrine out there that faith plus nothing equals salvation is a lie. And uh, it's, a well, once saved, always saved. Well, then, if that's the case, then why does it say if you add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy in the revelation of Jesus Christ, the plagues of this book will be added to you. And if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, your name will be blotted out of the holy city and out of the book of life. Now, we stand by faith. But we are to fear lest we also will be cut off from that vine. Because we stand by what? By faith. And that faith requires obedience. So we go out here and we say well we're saved. Once saved, always saved. Start living like the devil. Lie, cheat, and steal and everything else that goes with it. blaspheming the name of the Lord our God. And think that we're still saved? That's ludicrous. Anybody with any spiritual sense at all, knows that's a lie. God requires obedience, and that is determined for the rewards according to your works. You'll be rewarded for everything that you have done in obedience to God. Notice he says here, he said that to them who by patient continuance in well-doing, doing the things that are good. You continue to do that. You don't turn away from it. You don't turn to the right hand or the left. You continue to do those things that seek for glory, honor, immortality, and eternal life. You're pressing toward that mark for the prize, thy calling of God. Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which requires obedience. Now, right back to Romans 6, Paul said, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, Him of the servants to whom you obey, it's all determined upon your obedience. Or obedience unto sin is unto death. Or of obedience unto what? Righteousness unto holiness. Obedience? Yes, it's all in obedience that will determine the outcome. And walking in the light, in the present truth of the Word of God, is essential, mandatory for salvation. There's your blood flow. The blood flow is not static. It's dynamic. It's not stationary. It's progressive. It's always moving higher and higher in truth, the path of the just. That path is the way, truth, and life. The path of the just is as a shining light the light of the Holy Ghost, and we walk in it. That light, that shining light, that shines more and more unto the perfect day when well, we must continue walking in that light. For if we walk in the light as he, Jesus, the man, is in that light, then we have fellowship one with another. Blood flow and the body parts, that blood flow one to another. Walking in the same mind, walking in the same light of the gospel, saying and speaking the same things, the same things of faith, in agreement, one mind, one accord, in the unity of the faith. But if we don't, if we yield our members as servants unto sin, yields death, even though we have the Holy Ghost. That's certainly not one saved, always saved. That means that we can bust it. Just as Paul said, I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that to the Gentiles, but I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I preach to others, telling them the way that I myself would become a castaway. A castaway, literally not making it. Oh my. Well, we're to give the more earnest heed to those things which we have heard because God will require that if they under the law were literally killed by not an obedience to command, how much more we that have received this word of grace, this word of truth, how much sore punishment shall we be? That's taken the blood of Jesus and counted it as an unholy thing, as an abominable thing. Well, what's the blood of Jesus? It's the New Testament given for you. The blood in the New Testament given for you. And the more that we seek out God, ask and it'll be given you. Seeking, you'll find, not going to be open to you. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And as you do and walk in, in obedience, then you grow from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And anybody says, well, you're there. No. Who is deaf as my messenger that I sent or is blind as my servant that is perfect, Isaiah said. As soon as you say you're perfect, that you have need of nothing, and we don't need the leading of the Holy Ghost anymore, then immediately our own mouth will literally convicts us. It is through the obedience of the word. Notice in well-doing, we keep, pressing toward that mark and that well-doing and that patience for well-doing to that good work, the well-doing, the good work for glory, honor, immortality, and eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, they want to contend with it. Ah, you don't have to obey God. Live your life. Go for money. Uh, You know, get the goal. Who he who has the goal makes the rules. There's your golden rule. Now, look out for number one, because if you don't, nobody else will. That's the world way. They literally stomp up the ladder of success with their ideologies, their narratives. And if you don't agree with them, there's no love there. They just stomp you. That's not God. That's not walking in love. That's not walking in and doing the commandments of God that you love one another as I've loved you. That's not loving your neighbors yourself. That's not doing good to them that that hate you. (laughs) We must be a light to this world, and that is through love. And love requires obedience. Those that love God do that. They keep his commandments. They do love the brethren. They've been passed from death into life. They walk as Jesus walked anybody says differently, is contentious. They want to contend with the truth. And he says, those that are contentious and do not obey the truth. I didn't think obedience had to be here. Those that do not obey the truth. What truth? Well, the truth is progressive. It's a proceeding word of God. I can't hold on to what I had 10 years ago. God expects me to grow up into him in all things. I can just say, but I can say, well, I've got it now, and I'm saved. Well, we're saved. We're being saved, and we will be saved if, if we continue on walking in the light as he is in the light. And never don't let anybody deceive you. The Lord requires obedience, and whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him, are you the servants to whom you obey? It's through your obedience. That God is looking for. Whether of sin unto death, that oh, missed it, are of obedience unto righteousness. Righteousness is the God life, it's the righteousness of God by faith. And then, as we go on, and he says, Those that do not obey, that do not obey this truth. They walk, they they say they love God, but they do not keep his commandments. They don't love one another. They despise truth. They despise governments. All the things that God said do, they're at variance with. But they obeyed unrighteousness. Well, what's righteousness? Well, righteousness is Christ in you, the hope of glory, the spirit of God. You simply obey it. That's for righteousness. It's the righteousness of God by faith that you simply obey him. All right, what's unrighteousness? That's iniquity. You don't obey Him. And that is lawlessness. You do not walk according to the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. God tells you to do a certain thing. You won't do it. You do not do the will of God for your life. You're not working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You have no fear, no trembling. Because you do not understand it's God that's working in you, both the will and to do of His good pleasure. Not yours, His. And we must do the will of God. If we don't, then he said, depart from me. I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness. You didn't listen to my spirit. You did not do my will because you didn't do the will of God. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We want to hear, well done. You did obey. Well done. Enter down to the joy of the Lord. He goes on and says, this This indignation, this wrath of God that we will bring upon ourselves because of disobedience. The Holy Ghost said, do this, the spirit of God, that spirit of promise, and we did not listen. That's iniquity. And he said, because we do not obey, we didn't obey the truth, but we obeyed unrighteousness. Then what do we have? Indignation, wrath, tribulation, anguish you ever been in anguish of your soul? You can't figure out things, why are things happening this way? You feel like to the point you're ready to blow your brains out? You know, the devil clawing your brains out, and you wonder why? Why don't I have peace? Turn to God in obedience. That's all you have to do. It's your father's good pleasure, the Lord Jesus, to give you the kingdom. Seek you first the kingdom of God, not that, and his righteousness. What is that? obtained by faith in obeying the truth. Then he says there to every man that does evil, there'll be tribulation and anguish of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But there's glory to be had for the body of Christ. There's glory and honor and peace that passes all understanding to every man that worketh good, that works good, works, works good, good works that they may see your good works and glorify your father, the Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. It's just that simple, friend. And I said, well, you know, I was told faith in it plus nothing. And no matter what, you're going to make heaven. It's just going to accidentally slip in there regardless. You know, holiness is just going to overtake you. No, it won't. Holiness, obedience under righteousness, under holiness is through obedience. Through whom you obey." He goes on and says, there's no respect to persons with God. He said, those, take a look here. And by reading Romans 2 and verse 13, he said, for not the heroes of the law are just or justified before God. Well, I heard it. Uh, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I heard it. I, I said, amen. I gave a mental assent. I consent, you know, I concur. <laughs> That's the truth. I heard it and I agree with it. I amend it, but not the heroes are justified. That's not justification, but the doers. Did you do it? The doers of the law shall be justified. What? The law of Moses? No, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the leading of the Holy Ghost, the leading of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Don't let anyone deceive you. Ask the Lord, what would you have me do? Mean business with God, and I certainly, I know, through the word of God and through his precious promises, he will lead you on into peace, righteousness, and holiness through obedience. And it said uh, there that When they show the work of the law, they show it written in their hearts. The Holy Ghost leading and guiding us. There is the works that we obey unto righteousness. That's not our righteousness. It's the righteousness of God. How did we receive it? By obedience to faith. Faith without works is dead. And we're going to receive. A reward accordingly when the Lord comes and at his return. And that is the works of righteousness, not the works of the law. I agree. You're correct, but not the works of the law. No flesh shall be saved. This is not the works of the law. This is the works that accompany salvation to those that know God must believe that he is and a reward of them that do seek him. For peace, for righteousness, for holiness, through obedience, whomsoever you obey him are the servants to whom you obey him. We're servants of God. We were servants to sin, but now we're servants to God. And he comes over there in Romans 6, and he says there in verse 19, I speak after the manner of man because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members as servants to uncleanness and to iniquity and to iniquity. Even so now, yield your members, servants, to righteousness unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. There is not an automatic way some, well, I've just believed God and somehow or another holiness is going to be, you know, attributed to me. No, it's through that you're willing to sacrifice your life for the gospel and seek to save your life, we'll lose it. We'll gain it. I'm sorry. Those that lose their life for the gospel's sake will find it. Those that will find their life and keep it doing their own will, living the way they want to live, they'll lose it. Therefore, there that we seek God and his will. And Jesus said the first thing when a man comes to me, let him first deny himself. That's the first thing we do. Is not saying, "Well, I can have my will and and have the houses and lands and uh, helicopters and jet airplanes and all that I desire to have." No, he that cometh to me, he said, let him first deny himself, all your self aspirations, all your self the volition, and all your will that you want, your desires, the lust of the eyes, the pride of the life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the world, the things of the world. Let him deny himself of that. Then you pick up your cross. That cross is what's going to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. How? Through your obedience. And those that are Christ, that are his, that are belong to him, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. So therefore, it requires obedience. Faith without works is dead, being alone. Now, God, right now, and we have to understand 1 John 1, 7, that if we walk in the light, and that's the light of God. Now, that light is a preceding word of God. The path of the just is as just shining light. The light's the truth of the word of God. The light is the life. The life is the light of God. And as it goes, it proceeds higher and higher. So the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Well, somebody said, well, what if I'm not walking in that present light? Well, then you don't have blood flow. You don't have fellowship in the blood flow in the body of Christ. You're not in the unity of the faith. It's backslidden. You have built there groves, where God used to move, and it was truth maybe 50 years ago. But it's not present truth. And man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's present truth. So John said a profound statement there. If we walk in the light, that requires obedience. As he's in the light, present truth, that light of God, that proceeds more and more unto the perfect day. For that path of the just is as that shining light. It shines upon us, but it requires obedience. Shines more and more, that shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day, until perfection. And when that which is perfect has come, charity, the bond of perfectness, then we will know, even as we're known of him, That is, we see God face to face. And that glory is the same image of Jesus, because God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God not of ourselves. It's not of our works or any man's should boast. It's through him by him, and only in him that we can achieve unto righteousness, unto holiness through obedience. All we have to do is obey. The Lord is that spirit. We all with open face beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image of Jesus. From glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that's that blood flow. We have fellowship one with another. The body of Christ, bone is to bone. Every joint supplies through the edifying of itself in love, through the supply of the Spirit, because there's blood flow, one mind, one accord. The body of Christ being lifted up, exalted, edifying of itself in love. Then he says, you do have this fellowship one with another, and then that blood, that blood flow in the body of Christ, Cleanses us from all sin, but if we don't walk in that light, as He is in the light, then we don't have blood flow. We don't have fellowship with the brethren, and the blood of Jesus is not cleansing us, but because we've cut it off through disobedience, which is called iniquity. So, the Lord has given us the present truth of the Word of God. In the season that there we're in, not Pentecost, but tabernacles to those that have an ear to hear. We're in a different season, a greater season in glory than what that previously we've been in for over 2,000 years. It's a great radical new change, higher glory, new wine, and we must become new wineskins. We want to hear from you. The Lord Jesus Christ is bringing this body, his body, into one mind, one accord. For the greatest move of God, not a Pentecostal rain, which cloven tongues of fire appeared, seven on each one of them, a marvelous, it was a moderate rain but a marvelous glory of God revealed in the body of Christ and through the body of Christ. But now he's going to make his ministers a flame of fire. Not just cloven tongues of fire, but fire. And that is present truth. So we'd love to hear from you. God's doing it, doing it now. It's a radical change. You'd like to have it in your church, give us a call. You'd like to have a meeting. We have a gospel tent, seats up to 3,000 people. We can set it up where it'll seat 200 all the way to 3,000. All we do is just keep adding sections on to it. We can come to your city and come to your town. And... For the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. We'd love to meet you. And when it's bone to bone, this joint, it edifies. It edifies us of the body of Christ. Well, all you have to do simply, write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or... You can send us a message over our website, dot com, or dennisbeard.org. We want to thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings that keep this podcast going to the nations. Those that give, we want to thank you. We always pray. Pray over the seats sown into this uh, ministry that God will multiply it back to you, 30, 60, some hundredfold; that you'll abound to every good work and supply the wants of your of these saints by simply multiplying your seed song. We want to thank you. God bless you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the Real Jesus.